Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Allie Hilfiger. So Allie wrote an incredible book. It's called Bite Me, How Lyme Disease Stole My Childhood, Made Me Crazy, and Almost Killed Me. And uh, it's available wherever books are sold. I read it. Um, I prefer audiobooks, so I got it on Audible. You can get it on iTunes. Just, you know, you figure it out. You do what's best for you. The point is, um, I had a great tangential conversation with Allie talking about a myriad of different things. Um, you know, of course, we talk about love and boys and relationships. And I asked her about how she met her wonderful husband. They have an incredible relationship and a great family. And uh, oh, and we talk about her new podcast. She has a podcast with her husband, Steve Hash, and it's called Sit In. And if you want to find out about that, go to sitinpodcast.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at sitinpodcast. And basically they travel around uh, the world. Is it the world? I think it's, I think it's the world. They travel around the world and, uh, and talk to creative, interesting, fascinating people and um, yeah, get ready, get excited. But but even if you start listening to her podcast, you got to still listen to this podcast. I'm, I don't want to get weird. I don't want to get territorial about you. It's an ugly look, but uh, and I should be a little bit more mellow and calm and know who I am and rooted in myself because yesterday I did DMT again. You guys, you know how like I'm such, I, for anybody who ever listens to the show, um, if you've ever heard it before, if you've listened to a lot of the episodes, whatever, there's always this dorky thing I do where because I've done DMT one time and I think I'm so cool because of it, like a fucking dork, I always try to bring it up in a conversation when drugs come up or even if drugs don't come up, I'm always like, so uh, to my guest, I'm like, hey, so um, have you, uh, have you ever done, uh, any, any, done any like psychedelic drugs or whatever? And they might be like, no, well, maybe mushrooms. And I'll go, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, have you done DMT? And they're like, no, I, I just said I've only done mushrooms. I would have said DMT. What? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I've done DMT. So I'm always trying to fucking like sprinkle it into the conversation. Like just some dweeby kid at school with, you know, with a hacky sack, um, you know, playing hacky sack by yourself next to the cool kids in 1998 playing hacky sack. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is I had a great conversation with Allie Hilfiger. She tried to set me up with people. She tries to play matchmaker. Um, We talk about her brief stint on a reality show back before, I think it was like right before the Kardashians after, um, what was it called? It was called Rich Kids. I checked it out. It was incredible. I think I don't think she knows. That's, that's not her favorite thing in her life, but I, I did a little research and I had to bring it up because I am such a reality, uh, reality show fan. But uh, the point is we shine a spotlight on Lyme disease, which is very important because I had no idea how crazy and out of control Lyme disease is getting. It's one of the most difficult to diagnose diseases. It's spreading like wildfire. First, the only way you could get it was from a tick. Now I've, I've learned you can get it from mosquitoes. So she's trying to get the word out and educate people about Lyme disease from her point of view, from her experience and all that she's uh, doing as far as uh, you know research is concerned and bringing information to the public. So I think that's fascinating. The only thing I knew about Lyme disease was I had one friend who had it, and then also from what I know from Yolanda Foster on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who also has an incredible book out about Lyme disease that we mentioned in today's podcast, and that's called Believe Me, because so often people don't believe it when people with Lyme disease say they're sick, because the people with Lyme disease don't know they have it, and some days they're okay, and other days they're not, and you know you, you kind of look the same, but you just feel horrible, so... It's a, you get in a situation where people just don't believe you. Um, you have to be like, no, I am sick. I am sick. I'm not lying. Please. I mean, if you guys have seen re- what Yolanda went through on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, 
You know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, I have a few more things to say. If you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, tell everyone you know, anyone who will listen about this show. And uh, I think we should be friends on all of social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, although my drug of choice is Instagram, at uh, Alexi Wasser. Feel free to send donations to the show via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. Uh, for advertising inquiries and just emails in general, send those to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Also, you guys, uh, I had my event, Girls' Night In, this past Saturday, and it was so completely beautiful. I, I'm still figuring out how I want it to be. And in the past, I've had like 60 girls or 50 girls show up to events. This time, I curated a smaller event because what happens is it's a gathering of us, a group of girls, and we end up drinking rosé and sitting around in a circle and if there's ever a time to, you know, support other women and share your stories and listen to one another and just be friends and kind to one another, now is the time with everything going on in this cultural climate. It's fucking crazy. So I decided, you know, I wanted to see what, was, what would it be like to have only 15 girls at the event so people could share their stories a little bit longer, have more time to speak. I incorporated, incorporated a psychic, um, uh, Love Alexi alumni, past guest, psychic Chris Medina, who, by the way, is not straight. That was very important to me uh, because I wanted all the girls to feel safe and to feel like uh, it wasn't some heterosexual dude who might be flirting with them or be lechy in any way, shape, or form. So Chris, uh, he's so kind, loving, safe, cozy, and so great at his psychic readings. Uh, he gave readings to all the girls, just donated his time, just out of the goodness of his heart, I swear to God. And all the girls were so crazy moved by him. So, you know, if you want your own psychic reading and you live in Los Angeles or you want to do it over the phone, check him out on Instagram at PsychicChrisM. And um, the point is, follow Allie Hilfiger on Instagram at Allie Hilfiger. Follow her podcast at Sit In Podcast. For anything and everything else Allie Hilfiger related, go to AllieHilfiger.com. Well, I think I've said enough, and uh, now I'm going to be quiet, finally, so you can enjoy my conversation with Allie Hilfiger. Now entering Nerdist.com. We go. This place is so cool. That's you over here. Hi. I'm just. I feel the need to insta story this oh, because you know. Oh, thank you. Well, okay. You know, why not? I mean, it's the age of. Uh, it's the age to of do it. Social media. Oh my god! I'm tagging you, and then we're done with this nonsense. All right. Oh, and let me actually be polite because that's like this is Aristotle, my producer. Hello. This is Allie. Allie. Nice to meet Lovely you. Lovely to meet oh you. Oh my god! Let me hug you. This is adorable. Oh, hi, gorgeous. Hello. Oh, oh hello. You bash your head with my head. Yeah, you did it. You smell oh great, oh by the way. God, so do you. Thank you. Oh my god. Um, yeah. I'm growing my bangs out, so it's gonna be a little awkward. Oh, I hate that. Um, are we recording? Just like we usually great. do. I know. I always like Good. double check. I mean, listen, I, I'm um, all about the <laughs> the impromptu meet meet and record. Meet and record, but uh, it's funny because we've been doing this for so long, and every time. I'm always like hysterically panicked right before being like, Aristotle, is it on? Are we recording? And he's like, yes, yeah, just like we, I, man, I press the button every time. I gotta tell you that I'm the same way with Steve. You but are? Before we, because our whole podcast is about us going and visiting people in their spaces. Oh, really? Yeah. I should have brought him. Well, he's. Visit me in my space right here on our pad. Like well, a, I thought yeah, this is yeah. kind of more of a little, a little bit more of a girly when I, I'll divulge more. Oh, really? If he's not here? So this is your well, husband, Steve. No, he's, he's, he's private. He's a private guy. He is? Yeah. This is your, your husband, Steve. My husband, 
and Steve. All right, we're gonna Steve get Steve Hash. Yeah. Steve Hash. We're gonna uh-huh. get to all of it. Oh my God! First of all, how do we meet? And thank you for being here. This is so oh, exciting. Thank you for having me. Well, you've done Oprah and now Love Alexi podcast. You look great, by the way. Oh really? You look great. How come? You're just <laughs> you're just luminous. Like you're always just very luminous and bright and fresh. Your oh eyes. God. Two hours later, it's like this is the only topic we're gonna stand st- stick I mean, with. We, we can continue with it. But I remember the first time I met you. Oh God, tell me everything. We That's were great. both walking in alone to Licky Leaks's house for girls talk with Ajua yeah. for Ajua's event. Yeah. And I got out of my Uber, you got out of yours. We were both alone. Totally. A little nervous. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. And you made me feel so comfortable right away. I did? Yeah, because you were open. Like you were Was just I? like open and friendly and what happened to me? I'm still open. What the hell? How happened? dare you? How dare you? Oh my god! Wait, and yeah. So for the listeners, uh, is it Adwa? By the way, Adwa. Adwa. A D W O A. And she is a supermodel. She is an activist. She is. How did you end up there? How did I end up so there? So I've known her for many, many years through um, Georgia Mae Jagger and Cara Delevingne and oh. Suki Waterhouse. We're all sort of well. They're all very, very close English friends. Yeah. And. They they include me sometimes they in do. their shenanigans. Oh God, <laughs> they're very sweet sweet girls, and yeah. I and I love what Ajwa has done with her, with her life and sharing her story and being really open and real and honest and creating a platform for others to do the same and to do it in a safe place. Yeah, you know this this world is so crazy. Oh my God, and yeah, it's I think it's really important to provide a a space where. Women especially can have a voice and to say, listen, yeah, I've, I've been through a hard time and I've gotten over it or I don't know how to get over it and encouraging people to help people on that type of journey. So, yeah, and make people good. feel less alone. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh my goodness. So we went to this crazy night at Leaky Lee's house. I had no idea it was Leaky Lee's house. And I was talking to her the yeah, whole like, Me the whole too. Night. We both were. Hey, we had no idea. Yeah. Then after the dinner, we went into this little living room and she started singing and playing piano. And I, yeah. I think I turned to you and I said, oh, this woman has an incredible No, voice. you did not. I did. I had no idea. But you'd heard the song before, right? So I said, I had the song. Really sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> I So the other night, we were at the launch of our podcast at mm. the Girl at the White Horse. And... This guy comes up to me and starts talking to me. Yeah. And I'm da 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 chatting, chatting away. Well, yeah. I, I have to remember his name. Oh, God. It's going to be. But guess, guess who it was. Oh, my. It was Robert Pattinson. Please don't tell me because I meant to go to that and I couldn't make it. I was exhausted. Paul Wilson from Snow Patrol. R- really? I think he's on Raya. Can I just tell you something? Is he very cute? I don't know who the hell Snow Patrol is. Oh That's my god! How out of it I oh, am. I think you're fine. Oh my god! I missed everything. I'm really. I'm really. This is my vulnerable weakness is not knowing who people are. That's great. Whilst talking to them, such as here's another example. Who had had a, uh, was at a dinner party and David LaChapelle sitting across from me and I'm talking to him. We're having a whole conversation about a farm, this farm that he owns. So the whole time, I think he's a farmer. What? And my friend Jimmy goes, Ali, what were you talking to David LaChapelle about the whole night? I was like, you mean the, the farmer? Oh, God. <laughs> David oh. LaChapelle is the farmer? Oh, my God. I know. It's so embarrassing. Well, 
God, now I have an ice cube in my mouth. I thought their story was going to take a little longer. Well, I mean, there are definitely more details I could divulge, but I, I'm not going to continue on with these embarrassing antics. The funny thing is, I think I met that guy from Snow Patrol one time at a party, and I told, and I'm the asshole who's like, that guy, that's the guy from Snow Patrol. Like, I like totally knew. By the way, he would really like. Maybe I should hook you guys up. Oh God, he's I think, moving back to Scotland, but but I could call him. Oh my God, you, you know, got his number? Don't you? No, don't do anything. Let me text him. Uh, oh, don't let me text him and say I think I have a really hot girl for you. I don't know about that. I don't know. Oh. If I want to date a guy who's like, uh, I actually do it. Make it happen. But I, uh. I'm going to do Siri. I love Siri. <laughs> hey, Paul, have you ever heard of the podcast Love Alexi? It's this really cute girl. She's a friend of mine. I think you'd really dig her. <laughs> I just used the word dig. I know. I don't know how I feel about it. I just used the word dig. I'm not going to send that. That's you just, you just so dorky. Just get rid of the word dig. I I'm think you like her. basically like... I'm kind of like a 66-year-old woman, and I get along with older women better than anybody Me else. Me too. I feel safe with them. You should just tell them to be on the podcast, and that way you can I'm, alleviate. I'm going to say you should meet her. And don't call me cute. And be on her podcast. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay, perfect. There we go. No, making connections uh, left and right. She's a really cool girl. Oh, my God. That's what I'll say. You're making me sound so sad L- and desperate. L- literal, no, and it's not. It's I, I the one yeah, that pointed out. out. Yeah. You did not do anything. Yeah, what am I doing? Nothing. You're exactly. just sitting there I'm being just, beautiful. I'm just living my life. <laughs> Luminous. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at all my own jokes here. Oh, my God. Oh my Wait, God. I'm, I'm sending it. I'm going to send this. <laughs> all right, you guys. She is making a match uh, either for you guys to enjoy a future podcast with whatever this guy does in Snow Patrol, Ski he's Patrol. A, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's the, the guitarist. The guitar. Does he write the songs, though? Because that's, that's, uh, that's the important part. There we go. Done. Sent. Done. Sent. Love connection made. Flip that screen over. Also, just look at it the whole time being okay. like, oh my God, who's texting us? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can't. I'm very like, I'm going to put the phone away. I'm putting the phone away. I put the phone away. Is this like vamp that. you're wearing on your nails? I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's what I usually wear. And then I interviewed this guy, Henry Jaglum, like two weeks ago, this filmmaker guy, and he's like old school. And he looked at my nails, the same color. I only get the nail color that you're wearing. Like Wicked from the 90s. Yes, Wicked. It's, right. I usually only use Wicked, but then I get the gel, and the gel is called Malonga Wine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just, there are nuances, and I'm giving all the details, because um, I'm a woman, and we like details. Mm-hmm. But then he made a joke at my nail color's expense, and he was like, he was like, what's with that Elvira color? It's so scary. He was like, how about a classic red? And I was like, how dare you? And then like the next time I got manicure pedicure, Here I was like, classic red. And, and I ha- it really I works like it. on you with I'm, your eye color. I, oh my God, I'm loving it. I yeah. just feel like um, I feel like all of a sudden, because now that I don't, oh my God, this is, I'll throw it it's right okay. back tell to you. Tell me, tell me. Now that I don't have the bangs, I feel right. like a bright classic red is less like That's right, you had the rockabilly. Bangs. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm growing on my bangs, which is why it's like an awkward length happening. So what are you doing with them right now? What, what, what are you, what's the just, end result? Just coping. I Just cut myself walk. bangs once in third grade, and I yeah. told, I was, I was, they were like, and my name is Alexandria. Yeah. And it was never Allie until I was a little older. Yeah. I said, you look like Alexandria from Egypt, like an Egyptian from Egypt. Who said that? Well, all the classmates. and What? I, I, I took it as a compliment because I love Egypt, but yeah. then I figured out that they were making fun of me. You love Egypt? I do. When did this start? Well, I did a whole, you know, what, what are those uh, diorama things yeah. in the shoeboxes with all the Egyptians and the pharaohs and the goddesses and the priestesses? I yeah. love that they really, you know, you, you could it's be exotic. A, they, they they worshipped queens and goddesses, and it was a very female sort of ritualistic spiritual. Yeah. So it was a compliment. You were like, a, a, it was amazing. You were a, a, an Egyptian goddess. And in by their the eyes. way, why aren't we buried in pyramids here? Oh. With all of the beautiful things and the incense, like, come on, this is amazing. I want to get cremated. 
Uh, I'm so I tall. I be wrapped in oils and all these well, gorgeous people dancing around me. Like that's that's that would be so cool. You're smaller. You'll take up less <laughs> space. Me, I'm like fucking eight feet tall. Uh, They'll be like, God, we could have uh, built a freeway, but we have to oh, like yeah. look at these so, dead body. I feel so sorry for you, long <laughs> and lanky you. with tall legs. Thank yeah, I feel you. really really sorry for you. Um, so we met at this party. We met the thing. Um, and that was a beautiful, beautiful night. It was. A cathartic hang sesh with a bunch of beautiful, cool women. Yeah. Um, then, oh wait, and then the other times I saw you, it was like these weird, like fractured, weird nights of like out in Los Angeles that were like not as cozy as that night. And I was always right. so bumping like, oh, we really connected that night. And then like we're at some like club and it's all like, hey, how are you? And you're in the middle of a conversation. And I hate those moments. I just don't love those moments, I especially know. when you go from having something that seems like much deeper and cozier, you know? And then you get a little insecure, like, do, do, do they hate me? They, yeah. That's how I felt about you. I was like, oh, I was like, there we go. There we go. Allie, Allie hates me now because she's I'm a jerk. Oh my God, I was just in the middle of, I, oh fuck, I handled it wrong because I was probably like, I get social anxiety sometimes. I was overanalyzing our last interaction too. That's at Cinefamily. Family. Yes. Oh, because I was in a, I knew oh, I was overanalyzing. It was at Cinefamily. Oh, oh my God. That's right. It's closing now. I oh, thank God. I mean, actually, I like Cinefamily, but, but they're, the they're whole story. A, you know, but, but, but they're doing a new one with good people. It's they all, are? All what's, what's the new one? Oh, I have no idea. Give me the inside scoop. No, Look I have you. no idea. Looks I'm so cute. She's taking your jacket warm. off. I'm I know wearing... it's very warm in here. I keep it warm to sweat out the truth, okay? Yeah. Here's what we're doing. We're going for the truth. Getting naked under here, honey. Here we go. Yeah, but uh, but what's what's the new Cinefamily? I, I, I do not know, but I think that it would be a miracle if they sort of brought it back. Because it's such a fabulous thing you know, with these incredible movies that they feature and a cool group of people. It's a nice little community. So, But they're, getting, they're leaving that space? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I, I had the whole scoop. No, you mean, acted uh, like you knew the whole thing. Listen, I, I'm I have some... Part of the story, but I'm I'm not at liberty okay. to speak. I don't want to be. I don't want to speak out of place. None of my turned. beeswax. Okay. I, I just don't want to be. You know, get in trouble for saying no. something that I shouldn't. Totally. Say if I, I, I let's don't go know. back to like the because I okay. So we were at oh it was that movie um is very recent Dr- the safety drive Sa- not no drive, not no. drive oh god is a but it was like that. good time good time starring Robert Pattinson. Right. I had no idea it was Robert Pattinson he's the whole so time. So great, and now he's single. Uh, take your phone out again. Make a text. They, uh, I don't text know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so here's the thing. I was there with a guy friend, and he had just broken up with his girlfriend. And then she was there, and I kind of know her a little bit, but I felt a little bit weird because I was like, I hope she doesn't think I'm on a date with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, sure, Because it was yeah. just a, a friend hang. And then we're all in the back. Then there's this like VIP area. Right. I lose my friend. He's right. in there with his ex-girlfriend in the VIP area. I feel like a, a rogue loser finding my way. I'm feeling very insecure out in the world, a little social anxiety happening. I get back there. Then I... I get myself in the mix. This is just so we can like go through it. I think it's important to unpack, unfold, uh, right. like, and look at like, and you know, you can hear my point of view and then I'll hear your point of view because it's just a tiny little moment. You have a good memory. Well, because it mattered to me and like I held on to it. I get into the VIP area. Robert Pattinson is there. Some, you know, girls are trying to covertly, uh, you know, throw themselves at him or whatever. Um, I start talking to my friend and his ex-girlfriend, feeling like maybe I'm in the way and I'm the third wheel. Were you sitting down? In between them. In the chair. And then, yeah, and then then you walk by. And I saw you. I see you. And you look very similar. Every time I see you, at first glance, I go, oh, there's my friend Angela. Because you look very similar to my girlfriend, Angela. Oh, so similar. She's so adorable. She's so cute and like so sexy, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Angela. But then it's just like another, another sexy girl who is not Angela. It's you. It's Allie. And uh, so I'm talking to them. We're in a conversation. <laughs> An awkward moment. It's uh, I mean, it was. Like, so I'm, uh, I'm sitting with them. We're in a chat. Then we hook into an actual real conversation. 
and I'm feeling at ease finally a little bit. And then we look up and you come over and I'm, and I say hi to you. And I just remember my whole, I was completely discombobulated before. And then we got sucked into this like very serious, intense conversation of like a real conversation. And I thought, okay, I'm going to stick with this. And I kind of didn't want to be pulled out of it because I thought that's the only thing rooting me to not feeling. So, and then I was like, oh God. And then I, I don't know. And then it'll just happen. You came by and I I felt like, oh God, I wasn't warm enough because I was, I had a million other things in my brain. And I'm like, oh God, oh no. And like, this is what happens to women. Is it? Or just, no, I think it's Alexi. Humans? No, but a lot. But it's interesting to like, if you really start to unpack the inner dialogue every step of the way. Yeah, it's it's nothing personal. Fascinating. I want to hear yours. You just thought, like, oh God, Alexi. No, I, no, uh uh. I, you know what I thought? I thought, I think she's, I think she's busy right now. Oh, that's exactly what it was. That's all it was. I know. But then I'm such a people pleaser. Well, I'm such a people pleaser wanting to make sure like everything's cozy. And I was like, right. And so I'm just like always take on the responsibility. You were very nice. They were very warm and nice. Oh, I could have been your warmer. Your eyes don't lie. Could have been warmer. Oh, oh you're God. so sweet. Because because uh, I was like, oh, we've not gotten back to that cozy nook that we've uh, whatever. So it's like you know, well, fifth, we're we're in a very cozy. Now nook we're here in a today. warm, cozy nook. It's like how hot is it? It's October. It's October. It's 88 degrees. 88 today. degrees. It's been like 100 degrees every other day too. So maybe we should be lucky. But I'm still boiling. That's true. Ugh. Anyway. We know how we met. We've heard the social nuances of when we, we've accidentally run into each other. We're doing the podcast. Um, I want to talk about the book. Uh, did my research on you. Want to talk about rich girls. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Thank God I Google. Oh, geez. I was like, we'll just talk about Lyme disease, the oh, book, yeah. the podcast, you getting married. Great. We are going to talk about all those things. Future, future. We're going to talk about the same. But I had never seen Rich Girls. All right. I know you don't probably don't want to talk about this. Oh, forever. no. Did you YouTube it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, I would have loved this show. I was like, how did I miss out? Because I've watched, I watched like New York City prep on Bravo. I watched like, you know, The Hills, Laguna Beach. Um, but I was and, before and, that. Oh, my God. Please tell me. You guys, let me set the I stage. Was right after the Osbournes. We, you were? Mm-hmm. Holy before shit. Before the Kardashians. Oh, and I love that show. Before Paris and the Cole. Oh. Simple life. Tell us everything. Okay, so we're going to ease into it. We'll talk yeah. about your Lyme disease or whatever. <laughs> no, anyway, no, which no. is very important. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> we gotta, oh, yeah, okay keep going. So I got to write this down. Yolanda, because it's the only other person I know who has uh, Lyme oh, disease. sure, yeah. She's, uh, she's very interesting to me. I like her. Okay. Bringing awareness to Lyme disease is important. People it is. Have, what if people have no idea what I'm talking about? They're like, Lyme disease? What are you talking about? It's not a fruit. It's not a fruit. Nope. And we are going to get to that, but Allie wrote a book called Bite Me. And then what is, <clears throat> let me say this again. All right. Allie wrote a book called Bite Me. And then what is the, how? How Lyme disease stole my childhood, made me crazy, and almost killed me. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about Rich Girls <laughs> dun, dun, dun. on MTV. How old were you? How did you get uh, involved with the reality show and how did it go awry or not end right. up how you expected it to go? Okay. So I was 17 years old. I had just produced a feature film what? called Proud about the first African-Americans ranked in World War II. And it was actually Ozzie Davis's last film before he passed away. Who's Ozzie Davis? Ozzie Davis is a really, really old, like, classic Sidney Poitier type of actor from the 40s, 50s, 30s, etc. And he was just a wonderful actor, and um, he was one of the stars in the film. And so it's a little bit of Hollywood history. And so so I produced that. That came out, and it was written up in, I think... New York Magazine or one of those sort of publications. You produce this at 16 or 17 years old? 16 years old. How did you do that? You know, 
I just dive into things. What? I just do. I, I say yes. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. And it was definitely a lot of work and a lot of learning and a lot of, you know, challenges, <laughs> but it was, it was really exciting. And I, you know, pulled a team together and we, we made it happen. We, we lived up in Buffalo, New York, shot a, on a defender escort ship in the, in a naval yard in Buffalo during the middle of winter. Oh my God. Shot in Elmira, New York, where my dad grew up, shot in Ireland. It was, it was, it was really, it was bringing awareness because basically the, the, the soldiers were recommended for accommodation, for accommodation in the forties. And of course it was declined because they were black so we were trying to make the movie to bring awareness to this, and the movie in turn got President Bill Clinton, bless his heart, to give these men who are still alive their commendations. Oh, wow. So it was actually a really beautiful story. It was written up. It was written up, and MTV saw it, and they called me in. They said, we want you to create a show for us, or actually, we want you to be a VJ. Remember VJs? Like, yes! like Carson Daly? Jesse. Remember, like, Jesse with the long hair? Yeah, it was, it was this type of thing. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I really want to be doing that, etc., but, um, but, you know, I'll, I'll come up with some ideas for you. Maybe I'll create a show or produce or whatever. And right on the spot, I thought, you know, it's really interesting the, the lives of these privileged New York teenagers in high school. Yeah. It's a very, very different world. And maybe as much as it's judged on the outside as being super privileged and fancy, et cetera, which, which it can be, there's also really real teenage issues that they're dealing with, like who to bring to prom or, you know, feeling depressed or wh- whatever it is. And I thought it would be interesting to, you know, show the inside of these private school kids in New York. So I, I they said, great, let's, why don't you put a treatment together and a pilot? So I got these cast of kids that I knew, like my the friends that I knew, yeah. n- not me included. Oh, really? No, 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 no. I wanted to be in the back. I wanted to coordinate the whole thing and produce yeah. and be the sort of the person behind the camera. So I did. I got a group of kids together in private school who, you know, had interesting personalities and... I arranged for the pilot to be shot. And of course, the night before I got phone calls. Oh, I can't do it. I have to go to my parents' house. Or, hey, I, I can't do it. I have a thing. No. They, they started dropping like flies. Oh, my One God. by one. Yeah. So I called up a friend of mine. I said, listen, I, I have to get this thing a shot. Like, we've got a cameraman all lined up. MTV is expecting a pilot oh to be God. edited. Will, will you, can we, can we just stand in and just, just do it, just to show them what we're talking about? What was your girlfriend's name? Jamie. Jamie, okay. Are you guys still friends? We're, we're acquaintances. Oh, my goodness. We're, how you know, funny. We know each other. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we shot this sort of pilot, if you will. Yeah. And I pr- handed it to MTV, and I said, listen, I don't want to be in it. It's just I'm I'm showing you as an example, and we'll get a great cast. It's like a sizzle reel, right? Yeah. And you know the the heads, the powers that be at MTV were like, "Oh my God, you need to be starring in the show." And I was like, "Oh, there's no way. No, 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 no. No, no. I just I, I will stay behind. I will coordinate the whole thing. I'll get you in on the coolest things. Da da da. But there's no way." And they begged and they pleaded, and of course, you know. The advice that I got from everybody else was, oh, my God, you're 17 years old and you're being offered to star, produce, and create on a show for MTV. Why are you saying no? Like, this is great for your career. Yeah. Because I was also an actor. And I thought, oh, How fun, okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. So I went along with it. 
And as the filming continued, it was becoming very stressful. And all the while, I had Lyme disease infiltrating and spreading throughout my body and into my brain. And I didn't even know what it, what that it was Lyme disease. I thought it, you know, was fibromyalgia or you know whatever they were thinking that it was. So you know the stress of the sh- filming the show because I had to wear two hats. I had to play the role of myself, and I kind of played a little bit of a ditzy, laid-back girl. You did? Yeah, well, I knew that it would do well on TV. Yeah. Therefore, I wore the producer's hat. Yeah. I knew it would be funny on TV. Yeah. Did I know that they were going to call it Rich Girls? No. Oh my did God. I know that they were going to edit it like extravagantly to really like... Uh, magnify the fact that I just seemed like a total ditz. Well, I didn't think that, but no. I, I didn't watch every episode, but I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. It was entertaining so, yeah. and I got, and I understood that. But when reality set in, when it aired, I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go to a gas station, a Target, a grocery store. Without no, you being couldn't, go to Target. couldn't go to Target. That's a nightmare. Being like bombarded <laughs> with, by people, these little flip <laughs> cell phones taking pictures. It was very overwhelming. Yeah. It was very, very, very overwhelming. And it, was, it, led, it led to a nervous breakdown for me. Really? It did, yeah. How, how many episodes? It was 10 episodes. Okay. And how, what was the filming like? How many hours a day? It and... was, God, it was, you know, 12 hours, 12 hours six a days day. a week. Yeah. It was very, very stressful. How many years ago was this? This was like this was in two thousand three, so it's two thousand seventeen. Oh my goodness, I don't want to know. Yeah, whatever. It's not. <laughs> it's so long. 30, thirty-two oh, years okay. old now, guys. Oh, I'm thirty-six. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's kind uh, of fun being in your thirties, though. I, I like, like it. it so much better. Yeah, except, I do too. Except for the mini spirals when you go out to send a family and run into people and be like, well, "Are we okay? Do they hate me?" Oh no, uh, it happens less and less. So. I just there's more confidence and with your, you know, I, I feel that you're a mom. You've got a baby. I got a baby. Yeah, I mean that will just do it to you. Yeah. Oh, I don't care about my hair anymore. You look great. You oh, beautiful God. hair. Thank you. But anyway. I really don't care. I mean, literally, hashtag woke up like this. Oh, did and you? Left it like this. I like. I, I like. Yeah, took a shower and was just like in a lift, just like trying to you dry smell it so out the nice. window. You know, it's like a, I do it for you, babe. <laughs> but, okay, so you're you're okay. Twelve hour days. They edit the show. This was bef- this. This is before this is before reality TV existed. Because the Osbournes is the only reference. Point. I can't believe it. Yeah. Do you regret not going? further with it now looking back now or you're just like I had a you had a nervous breakdown no I listen I mean everything's an experience and I'm grateful for all experiences because I think it helps us evolve as humans and spiritually so I think it's just everything's an opportunity to grow yeah it was painful on many levels um I was left to manage myself and that was very difficult. It was very, it was <clears throat> fast fame. And it was unprecedented. It was not controlled in the way that I expected it to be. Um, so. How did you expect it to be? I just, I just didn't think that it would be as, as popular as it was. I was a little bit, you know, I was raised by parents who, who always were just, you know, very strict with, with morals and values and, and, and not to be pretentious, et cetera. And I just, the name of the title of the show is Rich Girls. I mean, was, how pretentious can you get? Oh, boy. And we were just, you know, not, we were not a very flashy family. Um, and so it was, 
I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I you felt did? a great amount of shame. What were your parents' reactions? Like, how did they even let you do it? By the I way, can... my mother had never even seen it. She was so against me filming. Oh, she was? She never watched it until we oh. went to Rome oh my last year to design my wedding dress together. <gasps> oh, wow. With my dad's factories in Italy. And we were in the hotel together. Oh, my God. And she said, you know, we were like Googling my brother with some new music video he came out with. Your brother's a rapper? Yeah. What's his name? Ricky Hill. How tall is he? He's like 6'3". Oh my God. Is he nice? Who's he's, he dating? Rita Ora still? I looked you, that up. Yeah, okay. Maybe, well, maybe he'll date you next. <laughs> you would hate me. He's so, oh my God. No. Are you kidding me? He's the sweetest guy in the world. I, I did a little bit of Google. I almost didn't. He's so sweet. He looked, he's like such a babe. He's but then a I was like, teddy I was like, bear. I was like, who's he dating? I was like, oh, Rita Ora. No, he's forget single. it. He's single right okay, now. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he's well, an amazing babe guy. Babe alert. Okay, anyway. He's so a this, babe. This is not about him. It's about so you, we, but we'll talk about him in a moment, too. Well, it, it trick, you know, on YouTube, it trickled down to, to one of the episodes of my show, and my mom was like, you know, I've never, I've never watched it. Oh, my God. So we stayed up until four in the morning. No, binge watching. Binge watching the show. Yes. Oh, my God. What did your mom say? Well, were there certain cringeworthy moments where she was like, oh, Allie. She was in her little pajamas. Yeah. We were both like in our little like Italian crisp cotton pajamas in a little bed together. Watching Rich Girl. Like with like our chamomile tea. And, you know, she turned to me with tears in her eyes. Oh, boy. And she said, you know what, Alexandria? I am so proud of you. Oh, my God. You are an elegant, poised, wise woman that has that you've never you've never changed. You've always just stayed true to who you are. Oh, that's sweet. And it made me cry. And I I hugged her and she held me in her arms and I and she said, "You know, I'm really proud of my daughter." Oh my goodness. And it like it 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 literally healed so many wounds that I had been harboring and carrying around. It was like, he was like Im- immediately healing scars. Oh, wait, wounds from what? From the show? Just from the your relationship with your mom? Uh, yes, that. You're closer with your dad. I'm reading the book. I didn't get to finish all of it. I've always I was like, oh, been God. closer with my father, with but father. now I'm incredibly close with my mother. Yeah. More so, maybe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. But it happens when you get older. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. So it, <laughs> it, it's, it sort of like validated that I had done something... You know, it, it was relevant in pop culture, yeah. and it was sort of a, this new thing that was that was going on. And and she was she was proud of me for for not you know, it could have come across way, I could have come across way worse. And she was proud of the person that I was, and that that meant a lot to me because you know you're, you're always your harshest critic. Oh my god, of course. Oh when my I, god. When I watched it, I was like, oh my god, this is just so fun. But it's imagine like someone brave. filming your last I summer of high it. school. I would not be able to do it. I mean, filming that and having uh, broadcasted over the, in the world. It was not only America. In it the, was, it oh was yeah, filmed everywhere. It was internationally. It's in Rome. It's yeah. in Rome. Right. Even now. <laughs> it's crazy. And so oh. imagine people's judgment oh. and ridicule and, you know, the, the stupid things that fly out of your mouth and me with Lyme disease that, like, my brain wasn't able to communicate. My memory is a piece of shit. So I just Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's part of the Lyme disease thing. So I would say things that would just come out of my mouth and I'd be like... What's one of the worst things you think you said? We don't have to have Worst things? I mean, I mean, not like a worst thing. Just like a ditzy, embarrassing thing. Like, I think... Something like my father invented cargo pants came I, out of my mouth. I saw that episode. Who the hell says that? I was gonna. I was like, did he? Oh, I'm gonna bring that up on the show. <laughs> it was like Jessica Simpson in Simple Life, which is another example that Whatever. Said, is chicken is tuna fish really chicken? Listen, I'm sure I've said way worse. I mean, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is that it's, it's like camera. in TV forever, <laughs> so it just makes you feel like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm not this dumb people, but well, did your dad invent cargo pants? No. Oh, Are well, you kidding me? I mean. I don't know. No. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know, whatever. I mean, 
And half the time, you know, you're 17 going on 18, partying in high school, hungover half the time. Your friend was way more irritating. I was more worried about you being like date raped by these boys or, or whatever. Sorry, I don't mean to be so no, no, harsh, no, no. but there was one guy who lifted. I only saw like five, probably seven minutes of the show because it was broken up in uh, on YouTube. And this one guy picks you up. Yeah, it's like prom night. Your friend's going to lose her virginity or something or wants to. And she's smoking. And I'm thinking like, don't smoke. It's bad for oh, you. No. And then uh, some, somebody picked you up and you're so tiny and perfect. And I, and he just was so haphazard with you. And I went, leave her alone. Oh. Be careful. Like her head, you know. Oh. And then your friend swooped in. I was like, oh, okay, her girls have her. Good. Like, <laughs> But I was just more concerned. But I, I was more concerned about my underwear flashing on the camera. Oh, I didn't see any of that. But I, but I, but I love, and also I love like, uh, I love Brady Sinellis and I love Whit Stillman movies. I love Metropolitan. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh my God. Metropolitan and Last Days of Disco. And that show, from what I could see, Rich Girls, was kind of like metropolitan, where it's just like like the prep school fancy kids, and they're navigating their social scene, and they're in high school or whatever, and it's just like, it's always been interesting to me, so I, I don't know, it's, but I'm a, outside of it, so it's, it's not so intense. It's a fascinating world out yeah. there. Did you ever get into reality shows yourself, just watching them, like Kardashians or anything? Because I love you know, the Kardashians. You, you know what I really like? I what? like Ladies of London, New York Housewives, and Beverly <gasps> Hills Housewives. Oh my God, me too. Who love. are your favorites? Who are your favorites? Uh, for me, Carol Radzewell. On yes, New York, Carol's great. Bethany Frankel, I love She's Bethany. Hysterical. Um, Lisa Vanderpump. Sonia, I, I, I do oh, love. So- I'm I on love Sonia's Sonia. team. I and love her. Me too. I think she's just a sweet soul. Yeah. Like I, me too. I, I, I would hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And Carol, of course. I mean, she's like just a cool girl. She's so cool. And the friendship she has with Bethany is really cool. They've yeah, got these hot bods. They're all Bethany like 50 just something. makes me laugh out loud. I mean, a lot of men, men don't like Bethany. I always feel like men are always oh, like, oh, she's, she's, she's she's a ball buster. That's what they say. She's she's abroad. I you like know, that. yeah, she's abroad. She's been through a lot. Strong woman. Who do you like on uh, Beverly Hills? Well, of course, Yolanda. Oh God, yes, Yolanda, she was my favorite. Oh God, and you've 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 met and hung out and do. She, like, she's we've we've become friends. You have. She's just a lovely, so incredible. Her book, Believe Me, about her story with Lyme disease. Yeah, is riveting. It is. I literally couldn't put it down for five days. I was just like glued to it. I'm a slur. Who's this better? Whose Lyme disease book is better? No, <laughs> listen, kidding. they're both they're incredible. equally they're, good. They're both great. Yeah, it's so important. So, no, get into, okay, so we talked about, whatever, we got rich girls out of the way. You know, we've talked, we talked about that unless there's any kind of uh, kernels of I don't really whatever. think so. Let's move it along. But, uh, and so tell me about your, I mean, I, I was reading your book I want to know about the process of writing the book, but like, tell me about your story. When you discovered you had Lyme disease, the, the struggles with like, you got bit maybe when you're seven years old yeah. and you went for over a decade without realizing what it was, what you were suffering. But from. I knew that there was a, we all knew that there was something wrong because I had severe joint pain, nausea, headaches. I mean, the joint pain was the worst at that point. Well, unpack that for my listeners who don't know. Maybe they have no idea. So there are over Lyme 300 symptoms of Lyme disease. You get it from a tick. And the tick, you know, transfers this bacteria into your blood, into your system, and it buries itself inside of the cells, and it attacks your immune system. Oh it's an autoimmune disease. And for me, it attacked, and it, it really attacks the heart, the nervous system, the brain, the stomach, the joints. For me, the most areas that were attacked were the brain, the stomach, and the joints. And so, you know, a lot of people have to get heart transplants. It goes, it can go behind the eyes and cause blindness for a lot of people. One little boy right now is going blind because he is it so badly. And, you know, the the whole issue is that the tests that are out there for, to test for Lyme disease are very, very, very old, inaccurate, and just, just crappy. 
Why is that? You know, what's the research being done? It, now there's a lot of research being done. There, there was because a, of people like you and Yolanda and like reputable Global Lyme uh, Alliance is a, is the biggest number one research organization in our country, and they're doing a fabulous job. They actually have published scientific data about the fact that that Lyme disease can be persistent. Like, even if you take a course of antibiotics, which everyone thinks, oh, you just take 28 days of antibiotics, you'll be fine. That's not necessarily the case. And the Global Lyme Alliance has um, a lot of affiliations with like, the top universities and their researchers. And they've published data regarding the fact that Lyme disease can persist beyond antibiotic treatment, as well as the fact that there are many strains of Borrelia. Bar- Borrelia. This is very boring. No, no, it's so, no, please don't stop me. It's not boring. It, 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 it is. I've never and talked I'm about this in my podcast. trying to figure out how to make it more engaging to people. You tell me a little bit of stuff and then I'll interrupt and I'll go, oh my God, no way. And then it'll be like a pop of energy well, and then you just keep going. Here's an authentic no way. Ready for this? Okay. Lyme disease is the fastest growing epidemic, infectious disease epidemic in our country. It's faster growing than breast cancer and HIV combined. Combined? Combined. Why There's is that? more than 300 and something thousand cases a year. More than 300,000 cases a year. Yes. And it's just from getting bit? Bit by a tick. It's, and is it contagious? Like if you have it and then you have well, sex with somebody. They're actually studying that right now. And oh, they're, really? they're, they're trying to find out if it can be sexually transmitted or if you really? can pass it on oh. through the placenta and et cetera. So, you know, there's a lot of research being done right now because it's affecting so many people and shutting down people's brains. People are having to have heart, heart transplants and, you know, they're so sick. They're just so unable to function and that it's really hard because you look normal somewhat on the outside you're not you know losing your hair you're not you know your eyeballs aren't falling out but people are so so unable to function yet you can't tell on the outside so there's a lot of controversy of course Yolanda dealt with that a lot in the last season of the housewives and it was just so frustrating for her and for me I was watching it I completely believed her which is a great title for her book believe me I completely believed her and I remember when you know she hadn't she had a better day she had she she left her house to go to uh Lisa like a birthday party at sir or wherever it was and then oh Lisa Vanderpump's husband Ken being like she wasn't wearing any makeup I mean like like just giving her grief because she wasn't wearing any makeup or something when it was like she barely got herself out the door to make an effort and like she doesn't have her makeup on or look cute enough for Ken. I was like, fuck you, you monster. Yeah, I just, and I just felt for her and then her marriage falling apart and which is like, till death do us part and you can't just stand by somebody and, you know, because it's not fun or something and it's too much work. It was like really devastating, you know, but in a weird way, it's like it showed her if there's a blessing in it is there one, but like it showed her who people really are right? and how loyal they are and who loves her and who's there for her and stands by her side. She has her wonderful daughters. Anyway, I'm really invested. <laughs> Clearly I'm very invested in Well, you in should Yolanda. read the book because I it's will. a really, really interesting story and, and she has so much strength and perseverance yeah. that I've, I have oh my God. not, that not as many ass. people harbor. She, ha- she just has an incredibly... Got a grounded sense of self oh as my well. God, completely. She always has, She's though. very wise. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so had you... We're going to throw it right back to you in your story, but had you... You had watched the show already, and then you guys met when? We met um, when we were 
because I'm on the board of the Global Lyme Alliance, when we wanted to honor her one year. Oh, wow. And we had tea, and we, we just chatted, and we, we bonded. We just, we were in this similar boat. Oh, my God. And, um, oh, it makes me want to cry. I, really I, I did cry, yeah. And she's just, she, she's like such a mother figure. You know, the net, we'll meet and have tea, and if there's something going on going on in my life, I'll feel like very safe to divulge it and just yeah. kind of like cry in her arms if I need to, you she know? She is really grounded. She's very grounded, very comforting, very spiritual, yeah. very centered. You are, too. She's like a very cool woman. I, I, I look up to her. As a, as a, she's like a mother role model to me. Yeah, for my daughter. Yeah, it's, she's cool. But you are. Do you feel like? But you seem so grounded. Thank you. And do you feel like I'm grounded going, going through this gave you time because you had to like s- sit and be quiet and with yourself and heal? Yeah, I had to do a lot of um, self love exercises and. Um, it, like I said, every single experience is an opportunity to grow and learn and evolve. And I definitely was aware of that going through this very difficult experience. I, I, I learned a lot about um, how to take care of myself, how to incorporate spirituality into my life and you know, meditation. And I learned a lot about nutrition what did you learn about uh, spirituality? How did you incorporate that in your life? I learned that I, be- I really believe that things happen for a reason and that we have more power than we know. We know, exactly. And the power of the brain is incredible. And I used different spiritual tools such as meditating, such as letting it go, such as doing different writing exercises, um, and, and, you know, letting the universe guide me, et cetera, you know, it sounds sort of, sort of no. new agey or, or anything, but it really worked for me. Uh, there's a manifesting exercises and I write about them. They're at the very, very end of my book, which I wish it was the whole book about these written intentions and focus wheels that I learned. And, um, and time connecting to the earth, that was really important to me. Connecting with nature was a huge healer for me. And you moved from New York to L.A. too. I did, yeah. 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 And really not, I mean, it was difficult because I, I had this, it was at the height of my 20s that I was struggling with Lyme disease. There was literally not one summer that I was not in bed. Oh, my God. So I, I missed out on a lot. And so these feelings of missing out, you know, uh, parties or people or friendships or dating or whatever it was, I needed to understand that the most important thing in life is your health and your relationship with yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have is yourself and your health. Yeah. And your connection to like... And your connection Mm -hmm. to the earth or a higher power or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I healed... Myself, I, I went to a lot of different sort of shamans and healers, et cetera, and I had wounds that were in me from, you know, growing up or whatever that I, I just was able to focus on and, you know, be in intensive therapy. And why not do that at that age so I can move on with my life and have a wonderful, clear adulthood? Wounds separate from Lyme disease? Lyme disease helped a you lot be of still? Them, a lot of them... Had to do with Lyme disease and being sick as a child, et cetera. And, and, you know, growing up with a famous father is not easy all the time. Not because of him, just because of, like, society and people. And what Not people? knowing who your f- true friends are because they, they want something from you or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's really weird. I even have friends who are very wealthy, and I see them, like, if I go out with a girlfriend who has a lot of money, she'll always just offer to pay 
And I have to make her not do that because it builds resentment on her part. Right. I, and I know that. So I have to like reteach her because her in- inclination is to like pay for me. And I'm like, I don't want to set up a relationship no. like that because I know you don't want to be doing that or you'll do that. And then you'll go home and go, was I just used? So it's such a real thing. And I'm like, yeah, anyway. I know. It's it's complicated. Somebody should write a book on that. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's your next book. Yeah. Your next book. Well, maybe, maybe I wanted to write a book about dealing with chronic disease in relationships. Oh. Because it's very challenging for the spouse oh, or the God. partner to deal with the sick person. Oh, my God. That'd be a great book. And vice versa. Yeah. You've got to show up for your partner, but what if you're too sick? Oh my God, I had thyroid cancer when I was like in my 20s. Oh my God, are you kidding me? And I I got it removed, but I was like between like 21 and 26 and I was in a five-year relationship at the time and I remember I was dating like a rocker guy and he was such a, now we're great. And if he's listening to this, I don't want to think I'm talking badly about him because I accidentally got caught on an Instagram live, Insta stories live where my Lyft driver was like, have you ever been um, married? And I went, ugh, one time I was was engaged to a narcissist drug addict. Oh no! And he tuned in right when I said it, and he texted me and went, wow, I guess I checked your Insta Live at the wrong time. Narcissist drug addict? Hey, thanks. We dated like 10 years ago. Oh, no. I was like, I'm sorry. But uh, but yeah, at the time, he was drinking a lot, and I remember like being in bed like post-surgery and so weak and I was so sensitive. I'm sure you know exactly. Oh, what I'm yeah. like, every like somebody's sweater, I could, I, like the fibers from a sweater could affect me from across the room. Yeah. Like, I'm so sensitive. And he gets into bed with me, and he reeked of booze, and it's like, and I remember he like accidentally... I don't know, put his weight on my IV or something and pulled on a thing. And I was like, how? Oh. I was like, get out of here. But I was so irritated with how he like, because nobody, it's, and it's hard because people don't understand. He was particularly, and he was particularly, coping. Yeah, I'm sure he was like drinking you know? to cope because he yeah. didn't know he was so young. He's like early 20s and he's like, I don't know how to deal with this. This sure. is a lot. It's, yeah. But uh, yeah, writing a book about how to, a spouse can handle it and how you. I think it would be really interesting. Because you met your, your now husband when you were still sick. So I met him. Well, this is interesting. I, I did not think that I was, I thought I was kind of over the hump. Yeah, I have to get the whole, we have to get the whole art, I, had, so. I had a clothing line called Nam. It was all about women's shirt dresses and it was doing really well in New York City. Yeah. And I was like the top of my game, having so much fun fun, having living shows, your life. living my life, yeah. <laughs> selling the collection, da-da-da, yeah. you know, designing away, happy as a clam. I met him, and then I think a year and a half into our relationship, I I went through an incredibly difficult Lyme relapse. They found like an aneurysm oh, no. in my brain. It was nuts. It was literally, it was nuts. I Wait. could not get out of bed. I felt, I got depressed because of all of this. So you had had a seven, you get bit. We Seven, think, I right. get bit. Okay. Then you discover it's Lyme disease at how old? At 19. You're feeling... After my nervous these, breakdown. After the nervous breakdown. What did that look like, too? I'm going to track everything. Oh, uh, this my whole God. Time. I'm going to track this. What I did promise. It, what did it look like? I mean, well, it looked it, a little scary. What was that nervous breakdown? What was that? What, what classify, is classified as a... I, I was talking a million miles a minute. I was writing on walls. I was having all these revelations. I thought that I was able to channel like Bob Marley. You probably are. I mean, it was just why it was just a, it was a lot. My dad, my poor dad was just like, Oh my God, what the hell is going on? Oh, and you had to go into, he put me into a hospital, yeah. a psychiatric hospital. Silver he Hills. Was like, right. Oh my God. Maybe she took LSD Yeah, and something happened. Have you ever taken LSD? No, I haven't actually. Oh, you don't need to. You're fine. I don't think that I ever want don't to because I'm afraid of no. ever ending up in a psych ward again. Please. It's so horrible. Me too. I'm Even not, without the LSD. You're not allowed to. Yeah. I think he thought it was like, uh, like on drugs or whatever because I was so nauseous and he was like, what can I do to help you? Because I was like, daddy, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. He's like, what can I do to help you? I was like, get me some weed. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, weed will 
help. That yeah. helps with joint pain and nausea and everything. You were already in the hospital? So he was, no, no, no. This oh. was like before, right before he was like, oh my God, my daughter's a drug addict. We've got to, she, she has a problem. Yeah. We've got to do rehab and psyche. I was like, oh, fuck oh, my, my life. Yeah. I have. And then I was like convinced I was like a drug addict, even though I didn't, I would never took drugs. Like. It was so, 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 it was very terrible. But then it was all, very terrible. But even the book, I mean, you, you, yeah, you, I think you, you, you say that your dad was worried because there was such a high rate of teen suicide and he was just so afraid. Oh, yeah. Afraid that, like, you know, and so he wanted to do something drastic just but to avoid that. But I was never that. suicidal. Yeah. Ever. Parents, am I right? Okay, sorry. No, okay. Parents. I mean, listen, <laughs> you know what? God, tell and, me, and relax. Thank God, but thank God. And now I know why it all happened in yeah. the big picture. Yeah. It was it was so that I could meet the psychiatrist there, Dr. Shander, who who noticed all of my symptoms and said, I think you have Lyme disease. Oh my god. And sent me to a doctor to take my blood, and sure enough I did, and that she got me on the right track and she guided me through my whole entire journey through Lyme disease, which was a living hell because I went on like a slew of very strong antibiotics. I would feel like you have a Herxheimer, it flares up. Wait, so you have a what? A Herxheimer, it's called. What's you, that? You, it's wearing your symptoms. It's like basically you're bringing an army in and you're, the bugs are like fighting back and your body's freaking the fuck out. Wait, you're, so there are bugs in your body? Can we swear on the show? Of course you okay. can. Jesus. Anyway, your, your body's freaking out. Yeah. You're sick, 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 sick. Yeah. And then you get better. And then, of course, I would work a mile a minute because that's all I like to do is work and, and do things and be productive. And then I'd get sick again. And it was this roller coaster of, of, of hell yeah. for like over seven years. And then I found homeopathy and, and natural medicine. And that ultimately is what got me much better. Um, but, th- but then I met Steve and I thought that I was better. But then, of course, I wasn't and had to go through another slew of... Many doctors and many treatments, et cetera. How many? How old were you when you met him? I was twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. No, 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 no. I was not twenty-seven. Actually, I was twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh my God, I was twenty-five. Well, and, and uh, let's unpack that for a moment too. So, how did you meet him? And, and how long did you think you were better? You were. <clears throat> I was better for about from the Lyme disease. Oh, only like six months. Six months. You're you're six months feeling good. What was the thing that really like? made the difference? Was it homeopathy it was like, or a combination of everything? It was ho- a lot of homeopathy. You know, a d- you do a detox diet. If you a detox eat, diet? It, the, the f- you really are what you eat. Okay. So oh, shit. Very intense detox diet cleanse and detox IVs, this program in New York, and, you know, vitamins and colonics and herbs and da-da-da-da-da. Then they go in and boost your immune system, and I had to. And I'm really afraid of needles. They had to do homeopathic needles, twenty five of them, down my spine and in my stomach. With what? what little uh, a little injection thing. And uh, I'm like terrified of needles, so I sit there and just cry. Yeah. And that's when Egypt actually helped, and I visualized myself inside of a sarcophagus with like warm candles and like priestesses heal healing priestesses all around me. I did all these visualization exercises. You did to get me through it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's how you're the like, power of the mind. The power, it's true. But so you did all of these things. Yeah. So you're, you're feeling really nice for six months. You're feeling okay. Yeah. And then started you, the clothing line. Yeah. Felt great. You, I walked into an art show okay. by myself. We talked about this at the, uh, at the, girls, the, talk. At the girls talk that's about right. when we first met. And I was like, oh my God, so um, it gives me, gives me hope for finding a good man. Wild. I was very open. Actually, it was interesting. Seven days prior, and this is why the power of writing and manifesting really I'm so with you. plays into my life, is that I wrote on a piece of paper, 
you know, dear God or whatever is out there. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for everything. You always give right about gratitude and what you're grateful for. So I, I wrote about a lot of things that I was grateful for. And I said, you know, please help me always, you know, stay open and present and, you know, always open to receiving the lessons or whatever it is in life. And if there is a man in my future, please let him be. And I wrote down exactly every single thing that I wanted to have, like good morals, good values, honesty, creativity, a zest for life, you know, uh, health, you know, a good family, a good style, um, a job would be nice. it matters, yes. And so here I am at this art show and I totally like let it go. And I'm not kidding. Like let it go. Like I, I, I have this thing where I'm just able to let it go. I put it into this prayer necklace that I had. Yeah. And it was like a really cool like antique thing. Put it in there, let it go. Forgot about it. I said, you know what? I'm just going to focus on my work and my health and that's it. Yeah. I love this. I walk into this art show and I see this guy dressed in all black with his beard and this big black hat. And I like freeze. I, I was like hit in my heart. It felt like. Oh my Look at this. I feel I felt so familiar, like connected to this person. Yeah. And and then of course somebody like it's like a movie, like somebody walked in front of him and he's gone, right? Oh my god, no. So I'm I'm hanging out with my friend who's DJing the uh the art show, and the guy dressed all in black with the hat looks up at my friend DJing and says, Hey man, is there a bathroom there? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, come on up. He's coming up the stairs, and I almost pushed my friend off the balcony. I'm like, you know that guy? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I want to meet him. He ah. looks so cool. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Get out my chapstick. Put on a little coat That's of... That's like me chapstick. all the time. Yes. Chaps- what is that? It's chapstick. It's really cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so I meet him, and you know we have a little chat, and I go downstairs a little while later, and somebody tries to set me up with this other guy who's like a really boring banker because everyone uh. thinks that I want to date rich investment bankers, which I do not. Oh my God. Was he at the art show? Yeah. Was another investment banker yeah, guy? Yeah, I just okay. did not into that. Yeah. This is not my vibe. You're too cool, yeah. So I run into Steve, this the guy with a black hat, and I'm yeah. like, hey, it's really nice to meet you. And so we just start chatting and like literally talk for the whole rest of the art show. It, it, was, it was like an instant connection. Yeah. He got my number. He called me or texted me the next day or something later on that evening. So it was really great to meet such a lovely woman oh and you know, I'd love to bring you out on a date. So we had a date set for Tuesday. Wait, and you met on a when? We met on a Saturday. Oh God, girls are the best. We're like, met on a Saturday. <laughs> met on a Saturday, date met on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. I was on a mon- on the Monday night before the date. Yeah. I was on my way to another art event because I, you know, go to art shows. In she New goes York. to art shows. Well, so I have what, a lot guys? of people who curate the shows. She likes art. Support, right. <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. So no one in my office wants to join me to go to this art show. So I'm in a taxi and I'm like, I really just don't feel like going to alone. I don't feel like going alone. Yeah. And I was actually talking to my ta- taxi driver who is the Sikh, it's so classic, the Sikh taxi driver with a really, really long beard and yeah. this beautiful turban. And like, you know, I really, I met a really nice guy the other night and he, you know, I think that we have a nice friend. I think we're going to have a nice friendship. Oh, I said, oh what? I did. I thought okay. that we were gonna have a nice friendship. Yeah. I think he would be really, maybe, do you think it would be weird if I called him and asked him to come? And, you know, even though we have a sort of a date for tomorrow night, he said, no, call him. It's okay. So, and so I called him and he was totally caught off guard. 
I said, hey, what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm getting ready to leave work. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So like, do you want to come with me to this art show? I'll come by and pick you up. And he was like, kind of very confused, very confused. He was very confused. Of he What's was. to be confused about? Well, I'm a very, I'm a no games girl. Oh, yeah. I'm just not a games. I don't That's know. That's your second book or your third book. No games, no girl. No games, girl. And then how to navigate the relationship. Okay, go I ahead. I don't know how to do it. I just call him. I want to see him. Okay, cool. So I pick him up and we have this wonderful night together. We go out to dinner. We go and have tea and play back him. And after dinner, yeah. he blows off this other date with this other girl. Apparently, I found out years later. You did? He, who no, is he this did. Girl? He did. I know, but who is this? But you found out later. Well, I, mean, I found out way later. Who is this jerk? I'll kill her. No, it's She's fine. fine. He never showed up to the date. He didn't? He just didn't show up? Guess not. What kind of guy is this? But you're worth it. This is anyway, great. Amazing. <laughs> said goodnight. No kiss. Oh, wow. Met for the date the next night. Mm. Oh my God. Didn't even cancel that. That's fantastic. Didn't cancel that. We kept the next date. Yeah. Didn't kiss that night. Wow. Then we met to go dancing on a Friday night. And oh my God. We Saturday, ki- Monday, Tuesday, then Friday. Keep going. Yep. And then we kissed on the dance floor. Like was this is this is this is a full circle story. So just bear with me for a second. I love it. This is what I live for. We kissed to uh, you know the song by David Bowie, "Space Oddity," was playing. You oh know, ground God. control. To yes, it was a very like euphoric moment. Whatever. And years later, while I'm giving birth to his child. As our daughter is coming out of me, what plays on our rock and roll shuffle playlist? You had a playlist the going same, on? The same song. Really? Came on. How? I can't even believe it was you had a wild. playlist on. I can't well, believe it. And I it, was pushing and the doctor was like, you might want to take off the hippie Indian flute music and put something on a little bit more upbeat. And so then Steve sh- pressed shuffle on the rock and roll playlist. And I mean, every other song played, but then when she was actually coming into the world, like literally, this song came on. It was like totally wild so magical and of course that was our first dance at our wedding song oh we had we had to bring it there and you just got married <laughs> we in just june. Got married in june oh my goodness so and what's your your daughter our daughter harley harley oh my god yeah. this is incredible that was really sweet and it, that 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 you know i think that that no bullshit kind of attitude when dating is definitely works yeah. and not giving it up so fast Oh God! Like we kissed I, on the, you know, the third day, and then I didn't sleep with him until for a little while. What's a little I mean, while? Really, None of my business. I really I'm, made him wait. Really? Yeah, I really so like made more him. than six weeks because people are telling me six weeks. So I mean, None of my business. This is what happened: is is so we kissed on the dance floor, and then nothing else happened, and then I met him in Costa Rica. Oh yeah! A couple of weeks later, was it a family trip? Weren't you telling me? This? I was on a family trip, but then I left my family trip to go meet him in Costa Rica for like five days. Wait, where was the family trip? In in the West Indies. Okay, in the so Caribbean. Then, then you go meet him in Costa Rica. No, mm-hmm. of course go- my brother comes with me because he's like, who the hell is this? Guy? Oh, this is great. Oh, my boyfriend is so protective yeah. of you. I <laughs> love that. Very cool. Oh my god. Oh, typical classic boyfriend. Whatever his name is, I've already forgotten. <laughs> well, my brother, who's covered head to toe in tattoos, trusted Steve because he was also covered in tattoos and thought this guy's all right. Wait, what is your brother's, what's his band? Wait, what's the name of his, so, a rapper? So yeah, band. so Limon, Limo's Nostra or Tango Hotel, Limo Nostra. He has so many different Wait, like what? things. what? You don't even, it's his brother. He's a lot of different brands. Let me write this his down. His new album just came out. What is the name? Of the, I got to Spotify this later. I guess oh that's stealing from him. Do you not even know the name of your brother's new album? Well, he has a lot of different names that he. <gasps> Call him now. Get him on the. <laughs> FaceTime Richard Hilfiger. Oh, God. Wait. 
making a FaceTime. We're gonna face. I'm gonna tell him I have a new girlfriend for him. Look at me. I'm playing matchmaker. No, I. Uh, you look great. No. Yes. Look at her. She's looking at herself. I can't. Put that chapstick on. Slap uh, it on. I, what? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so cute. I don't even. I don't even have mascara on. You don't need mascara. Oh boy, he's not those even beautiful up. light blue Who eyes. Who is he with? He's probably Rita sleeping. Ora. No, not. Oh no, no. God, Rihanna. <laughs> I can't live like this. How are we gonna do this? He probably thinks I'm calling with the baby. Is he? He he's obsessed with bu- buying Harley American Girl dolls. Oh my God. He's not answering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's okay. We'll put a pin anyway. in that. We'll put it. We'll, we'll figure out what this yeah. album is later. Great. Okay. But going back to the Costa Rica You're thing. In Costa Rica. The first night there, so I funny. still did not let him have it. How many weeks is this into the relationship? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. December thirteenth, we met. Oh boy. And this was December twenty sixth. Like Two weeks. It. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I don't even want to tell you what my life looks like. My dating shenanigans. It's a mess. Well, I mean, listen. That's great. I. I you know, I don't know. Everybody's different. <laughs> no, but I mean, I feel like if I met husband material, if I'm like, oh my god, I feel like a cosmic connection to this person, like they're like an old soul, like I'm connect, like then I will play it differently. But I feel like I don't know what I do. I don't know. I feel like I'm just making out and sleeping with like just friends. Listen to your heart. It's I'm strong, trying. Don't worry. God. Okay, oh. so you're in Costa Rica. <laughs> so you're in Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. Your brother likes him. Mm-hmm. All right. He Magical. feels like, all right, this is safe to leave them there. Then we, Steve and I, with his other friend, Eric, yeah. we rent a car and go up the mountains and to see the Monte Verde, the jungle. It's like this volcanic jungle. It's, it's, it was so cool. You're really making Costa Rica was it sound volcanic? great. volcanic? I don't remember what it was volcanic. Uh, a lot of beef volcanic today well, for this podcast. Very, we, we basically got two flat tires. Oh, wow. We, I mean, the car kind of broke down. Couldn't get. We, we checked into this little motel, and it was just... Like we, f- I fell in love with him in the jungle. Oh for my sure. god, this is crazy! I laughed so hard I peed in my pants. He still liked you. Uh, he still liked me. I, mean, I looked like a hunchback because I had we had ponchos on because it was raining and I had like ten sweatshirts on because it was cold. I'm writing Costa Rica down because I, my girlfriend always goes to Costa Rica with her family and I'm yeah. always like Costa Rica. What's that all about? Should it's I be interested? Cool. It sounds. You're making it sound beautiful. It's I've magical. Already, I always feel like I'm going to get robbed and murdered there. So no, I'm like, I'm like, no. I don't want to go. But no, oh my god. god, no. Well, so then. So you're having your love affair, your love story mm-hmm. begins, and then you, re- you relapse. Or not, you relapse. So What's then, the word? No, I mean, I guess like health relapse. Yeah, you have health a health relapse. relapse, yeah. Well, you know, we're together. We move into each, with, each, with each other in like nine months into the relationship. You did? Yeah. Did you move in with him or he moved with you or you found a new place? No, I, I owned an apartment downtown and it yeah. was great. He was renting in Brooklyn and the rent was up. So I was like, you know what? This is great. Let's yeah. just do it. Oh, God. So we did it and we also renovated together the you apartment and it, and it went really well. It how, was does that, how does fantastic. that work? This is a very tacky question. Just tell me to fuck off or right. in a more graceful way oh when he took you out did he pay for every dinner yeah i think so that's how it should go right yeah that's what i think he for the, for the first few dates yeah and then i was like let's let's split, you know let's split it Ugh. actually when we moved in we had a dinner a conversation yeah we said let's set some ground rules do we want shoes on or shoes off in the apartment oh what you decide what do we do when we when we pay for groceries what do we do when we go out together to eat we, we set all these you know we clearly communicated that's so great that's so rare and that's so important because nobody does that well, when but when he moved in and you had already bought the place 
I mean, this is, I feel uncomfortable, but nobody ever wants to talk about money. How does that work in a relationship? I well, know every relationship is different. there's utilities, there's he housekeeper, he pay, you can, you can pay, there, listen, every, even pay. if you own, yeah. you still need to contribute. Pay, you have to pay maintenance fees, you have to pay a lot of bills, yeah. you know, taxes, et cetera. It's still like paying rent every month. Yeah. So, so of course, figured it out. that people, yes, okay, he contributes. Good, sure. It's important. Right. It is important. It's absolutely com- important. So then when you have your health relapse, how, what was the strain on the relationship? Because you're saying writing a book about how to deal with all that stuff, and he, and he had never had to right. well, face he, that, right? He was um, the creative director at Warner Music, Warner Atlantic Records. So he had a lot of obligations for work at night. Yeah. And I could not accompany to him. I, I could not accompany him to all of these things like I, you know, would have normally. And I was just in need of hibernation and calm. I, I was just a wreck. I got a. T- I was just a wreck. I was a wreck. This was a nine months into it, or how far? This into the relationship? was no. This no. We had already moved into. It was about a year and a half into the relationship, and I was. It was actually happened. I, it was the last show I ever, presentation I ever did for the clothing line. And I remember I couldn't arrive with the production team at like 6 a.m. because I was so, I felt so sick all morning. I felt like, like paralyzed with nausea and headaches and like, I felt like I had, the, I felt like I had the flu. <clears throat> and that was the beginning of the demise of my demise and then how did you get out of that again and, and did, what was it i how? went to so many different doctors ayurvedic doctors homeopathic doctors german homeopaths i mean i i i did everything but i, I felt like it was like i had like six baseball bats in my head in my hand i mean yeah i was beating myself up it's so for boiling. getting sick it's so boiling in here i'm sorry guys it I, is hot i usually am like i can't podcast with fans on because i have ADD, and it's like and I get confused, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a boiler today. This is, like, more boiling than yeah. usual. All the, like, you and I. No, no, you, we, we, need, we need the fucking... We need the fucking... A little air in here. Yeah. A little air in here, please. Oh, my God. Excuse you. me. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little background noise. Little Don't worry. It's a little white noise. It's all good. No big deal. I know. Poor Aristotle's always like, can we please have a fan on? And I'm like, Aristotle, No. <laughs> It's so true. Well, we all come out a little bit dewier, a little bit lighter. Oh, we sweat dewy. it out. You know, it is, it's homeopathic. Detoxing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so what was the conversation you guys had to have, like, to be like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you for other couples, whether they're going through Lyme disease, cancer, any kind of intense thing, when a couple faces that, how did you guys communicate and, and get through it? Was there a moment where you had to be like, listen? Because I kept apologizing. Oh, and that's annoying for you to And I, I just felt like, I was like, I'm so sorry. You have to deal with this. I'm so sorry. I'm not able to function. I'm so sorry. I'm not, I'm not able to show up as a girlfriend. You know, my head hurts too much. My skin my was very sensitive. My skin was sensitive to the touch. I couldn't be touched. It was just a lot. Oof. It was a lot. Yeah. And he, you know, I said, do you want to deal with this? Just tell me now. And he said, yeah, absolutely. I love you and you're worth it. And, and then he had this moment where he, where he could see that I kept falling into this victim mode. I was like, vict- I kept, it was like in the cycle of victimization and he like snapped me out of it. What was he that? was like, you have, he was like, it's enough. You know, you're, you're sick and it's terrible. We get it. 
but you're way more powerful than you ever give yourself credit for. You have yourself trapped in this box. You have the key. Oh my goodness. You've got to use the key. Do you want to live or do you want to like live like this? Oh my God. I said, no, no, no. I want to, I want to live. I want to, you see like you have so much opportunity in your life with the family that you have, with the parent, you know, with the friends that you have, whatever. You have so much potential. Don't let it go to waste. That would be such a shame. You know, you, you, there would be so many people in your position that would, be do, that would do everything in their power to get themselves better so that they could live such a great life, that, you're, that you have the advantage of living. I said, oh my God, you're right. So I really, um, I knew that stepping out of feeling like a victim would, would start this sort of warrior side of myself. Yeah. So I stepped into warrior mode. And I started just hitting the ground running and, and stuck to each and every program that was given to me by doctors. I was very, extremely vigilant about diets. I was no longer shaming myself. I was no longer beating myself up for, for getting myself... You know, I, I thought that it was my fault that I was feeling sick again. I thought that it was that I was failing everyone, that I had to close my company. I felt like a failure. I felt like I had let everyone down. I... It was just this series of beating myself up, and that was not helping the healing process. So then, you know, these very tangible uh, exercises in, in self-love, like literally hold, holding myself and saying, it's okay, you know, you don't have to get out of bed right now. You do have to get up and get yourself something to eat and get back into bed and go back to sleep, and it's okay, and your only job right now is to heal yourself. Mm because you're very strong and you have a great life ahead of you. And I, and I had this vision of myself living this really healthy, wonderful life and being a mother and like doing these wonderful creative things in my life and having Steve next to me and just having this fun life. And I never let myself forget that image. And I think it really helped me with the perseverance in, you know, the hardest times in these, in these health programs that I was given were that your body really starts to feels like it's dying. You feel like you're dying. Oh my God. You feel like you're dying. And I wasn't sure if I was going to die a couple of times, but I kept that visualization in my head. And, and, and I think that it just kept perpetuating the, the healing. Is this making any sense? No, I'm I feel just like I'm listening. not articulating it. No, very you're well. so perfect. Usually I interrupt my guests. I'm trying a new thing where I don't. No, no, no good. <laughs> and it's a bit bizarre. I, I, I just, just want to hear you. Sometimes my, I go all over the place because no. it's in my own head. And I'm like, am I making sense? No, you, it's, you're, land, you're completely landing the information. You had a, a, something to aspire to, and that kept you going to, mm-hmm. to get. I completely get what you're saying. And uh, can you actually can you die from Lyme disease or yeah, does this make life many, miserable? Many, many people die from Lyme they disease. They die from Lyme many disease. Th- yeah. And is it. Is it out of your system now, or how does it work, or, or could it come back? You know, well, I could Where get bit. I could get bit by a tick again. Oh God! Because well, now Lyme disease, the ticks are in, in. Lyme disease is in all fifty states. It's in it California, is? it's in Central Park in New York City. It's it in is Florida, Wisconsin, Wyoming, Idaho. It's in every single state. Where and, is it here? Where is it here? I mean, we could be R- anywhere. Runyon Canyon. Really? Sure is. Oh my God! Spray I'm never... yourselves down. Kids. I know. I've been getting bug bites left and right. Just spray yourself down with some sort of insect repellent because now mosquitoes can carry it. They can. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you come into the podcast with this information? Who knows who's on a hike listening to this I podcast had to right get now? You invested. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh my God! 
Lyme disease is so boring and random to it's people. M- They're like, what? Lyme? Lyme what? disease? The color? Oh, God. Well, I mean, I... Oh, the I color or the fruit? I'm like, like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Neither. Holy But, uh, oh, God. Um, yeah, I have one friend who had Lyme disease. And, yeah, he went through the same thing. He had no idea what was wrong with him. And, like, that was my first time, you know talking about or hearing about Lyme disease, talking about it. Um, was he able to eradicate it? Or I mean, cause it I can be very difficult for people to get rid of. I don't know where he's at with it. I, I, all I heard was like, oh yeah, he's fine now, but who knows what's going on with him? Who knows what's going on with him? But I hope he's okay. But, uh, oh my God. I hope so too. What is your diet like? Like, uh, to, well, and you still keep very like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I, so overall, Do you drink? I have a very, I drink wine, yeah. I, wine, you know, wine. I love like really good wines. Yeah. Me too. And um, nice to I tried mezcal with you for the first time. How Girls fun Talk. was that? That did was the first time I ever drank mezcal. Did you like it? I did. It was lovely. Do you have it now? I mean, I'll, I'll have a, if we go out to like a really great place that I know have like, like Gracias Madre oh, or yeah. like these cute little places. I love that, that place. With like, you know, clean ingredients. And yeah. I'll have a little mezcal cocktail with like low sugar. Yeah. It's nice. I still prefer wine. I don't. It's more mellow on my body. I don't have hangovers the next day. Yeah. I mean, I know how to drink responsibly, thank God. So I don't really uh, have to be like, oh, well, I can only drink this with that or whatever. You know, I smoked cigarettes for many years. I quit that. You did? I did. What? How could you smoke cigarettes? I smoked cigarettes. Unbelievable. So I quit cigarettes. Oh, my. When? Um, Before I had the baby. Oh, you were smoking up until then or before? No, I would... You're an no, artist. No, I would have, yeah, You're I would cool. have a cigarette once in a while. I get but it. But then, um, I, I just knew it was, yeah, ugh, like Yikes. the thought of it just grossed me out. So what is your eating like now? So you're just so the like, eating like is like this, right? So yeah. I, I do a lot of low inflammation foods, like no Tell raw, no raw tomatoes, no white sugar, no, uh, really, you know, now look at raw peppers or eggplants. Eggplants very inflammatory. It is. I don't have d- dairy. No, I have dairy. cheese. I have hard. Ch- I have cheeses are good. Okay. Like good cheeses. I love this. Tell the listeners. Tell me. We're learning. This is great. Um, a lot. Listen, if you eat the way humans should eat, okay, which is fruit, vegetables, nuts, and small amount of protein. Very simple. Yeah. You know, no processed foods. I don't have packaged foods. Oh boy. You know, oh, the, in the morning I have a, a nice smoothie with avocados, blueberries, banana, you know, coconut oil, flax seeds. Yeah. Pumpkin seed powder has the most amount of protein. It's a fabulous source of like a little protein powder that's perfect not for like October. fake. Yeah. For, perfect for October. Perfect exactly. for Halloween, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> go with and the protein just, you shake. Know, listen. If I go out to a restaurant, to a great Italian restaurant from Italy, I'm going to eat pasta yeah. three times a day. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Were you married in Rome? No, we, no. I was married in the Caribbean. Okay, got it. Sorry. You know, like last night I went to a Lakers game. Oh, how was that? It was so much fun. I had beer and nachos. Great. Like, I'm not going to deprive myself here, people. Yeah. But when I'm at home and I cook three meals a day for my daughter and my family, yeah. I eat very clean. It's vegetables. Fruit. Aristotle's vegan. You know, he can right. There He's you healthy. go. Not me. I don't have a soy products. No tofu for me. That's oh, yeah. Not, so it's processed. very mucusy. Very processed. Yeah. Um, a lot of roasted vegetables. I grill a lot. Um, grill fish and chicken, things like that. I, love, I, I, have a, I make an incredible roasted chicken. You I, do? I make a roasted chicken, rosemary, garlic chicken on a Sunday. I'll be there. We eat it. <laughs> you should come over. It's so much fun. With roast. And then I'll, we'll eat it through the week. And then I'll make a fabulous soup. A chicken bone soup. What? Oh, it's so How good. My baby it? loves it. Oh, my she God. She loves it. Wait, so... 
this company, you had a clothing line. Yes. You had this company. And because I'm just thinking like, oh, the forefront of your life is like, you have this book and we got to talk about your podcast, but you know. Well, I'm a creative uh, person. But, I'm an artist, a clothing designer. But so do you, are you still doing that? No, not clothing? at the moment. Right, company? right now I'm focusing on bringing awareness for Lyme disease. I mean, I would. Touring I'm, around the country and speaking about it. Oh, and is then, that what you, you tour around and speak about tour it? Tour around and speak about it. Different, different arenas. Not, not arenas. I'm just kidding. Well, but like. Different places, forums. Where, where do we find out where you're going to be? So the people who are listening, you know, who want to see you, it's all on your website. I'm going to be at a pain on a pain management uh, panel in Very DC hot. in a couple of weeks. No, but really, the podcast sit in. This is what the name of the podcast. Tell is, me about sit that. In. Yeah, um, Steve and I travel around and visit creative people in their environments and discuss their point of view, their creative process, what keeps them inspired, etc. And it's been really fun for us because we get to work together and we get to um, be in these really cool people's studios and offices and learn yeah. about new cool ways of working. That's my favorite thing. I, I When I have a boyfriend or get married, I want to be able to work with him. It's great. Well, like, if it works. I mean, he and I, our relationship <laughs> does better when we work together. Yeah. We, we do very, very well as a team. Um, not And not everybody can, can do that. Well, that's what I want. I'm putting that on my manifestation list. I actually did write my manifestation, like my love manifestation list the other day. Don't forget the gratitude. That's the the gratitude. You got to write the gratitude first and then whatever you want. All right. Can I keep them on separate lists? I'm getting very literal. Yeah, you can do like like a a (laughs) list of gratitude at the top and then the thing at the bottom. Okay. Well, so how many people have you uh, visited on your podcast? We went to New York for Fashion Week, London for Fashion Week. We went to Marfa for the Chinati weekend. We did some in LA. We have about 24 episodes, 24 interviews, and we're releasing them week by week. So we yeah. just came out with Gigi Hadid and oh. Trey Laird, who's a wonderful creative director, as well as Pamela Love, the jewelry designer, Tima Weiland, the fashion designer, and we just released my dad's episode yesterday. Yeah. So I, I went in and interviewed my dad for about an hour. That's so fun. How was, was that? It was very touching. It was? It was very touching. Kind of funny because he, he, he loves to do accents and imitations, but oh like my. not many people know this about him. Exclusive. And <laughs> we definitely, I don't think he knew that the camera, that, that, that the recorder was on and he was, he was talking and he was imitating a, an old sort of New York garmento and we we kind of opened the pot. I don't know how he feels about that. I haven't asked him yet. He'll be fine with it. He loves you. He can do whatever you want. Oh, I'm sure. He, we we have a great relationship. Your parents are still together? No, they're they're divorced, but okay. they're they're very, they're very close. They're good friends. Yeah. And his and dad's wife is awesome. His oh, wife D is he's very in, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. And they have an eight year old son. Oh wow. My daughter calls him Uncle Baby. Uncle Baby. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And you could you guys would go to like the island of Mystique. Mm-hmm. A lot. That's yeah. where we got married. Oh, that's where you got married. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it seems so magical. It was very magical. Athena, you know, that's that's as far as I got in the book. No, I, I, but I was like, oh, Mystique, this is so exciting. It's a very <laughs> magical place. Yeah. Totally not podcast fodder, but how long is the plane ride to go to Mystique? <laughs> I just want to know for me. Like, a little something for me. Oh my <laughs> I want God. the details. You have to fly to like St. Lucia or Barbados and then Mystique. It's a whole. Oh, plane I think ride. Barbados. Okay. Oh man, what's in your eye here? You know what? Get it rid of it. It's the fan. Well, I do. God, it's another tick. It's another tick. (laughs) I do eyeliner in the waterline, and I just feel it like falling and melting off. Oh God, I know. It's a boy. Okay. No, but there's two things that you could bring to the desert. like a fr- fr- two frivolous items eyeliner that you could bring to the desert what would it be me what would they be oh, your chapstick God. oh boy what would it be chapstick it used to be Listerine mint strips but uh, no longer I don't know what happened I'm just no longer addicted to those it's like see you later <laughs> see you later Listerine mint strips but um those are very processed and chemically I know use those. I know well no bueno I know what can you do oh 
I don't know what I would take. A good attitude. And uh, I don't know. We're I've talking known. frivolous. Come oh, on. frivolous things. Like have, mine would be like eyeliner and moisturizer. Oh, my God. I guess mine would be, I don't know, my cell phone. Can I bring that? Yeah, sure. I don't know. And a, and a good-looking man who likes me. Yeah, but he is already there. He is? So what, <laughs> so what do you have to bring to make yourself feel beautiful every day? Not condoms because I'm going to have a great job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Because I just don't want to. Um, I have no idea. Really? I mean, I don't know if I'm tired from staying out late too late last night. Oh, where but, do you uh, go? I just uh, hung out with friends. Just hung out nice. with friends and had rosé. Oh, and, what kind of rosé? Oh, really ridiculous, like six ninety nine Trader Joe's rosé. That's embarrassing, but highbrow Prov- Provence. Uh, from, yes, from France. Yes, because anything for the Provence, the Provence rosé, I find to be the better. Yeah, it's dry. It's crisp. It's, it's dry. Hi- and crisp. I, I can't believe it. it's just very highbrow. I like the packaging. Clean. It looks, yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, that's what happened yesterday. Nice. But, uh, yeah, and then I had a bit of a makeout, and then fun. And uh, but yeah, it's no, it's going nowhere though. It's not going to go anywhere. So I feel like I have to not tell the universe. Do you believe in that? Like, like I'm yes. uh, sending the wrong message to it the universe. Listens. It does because if I write my whole list and I make out with somebody who's emotionally unavailable to me, who I know is not like my guy, right? Does that mean like do I have to get rid of that to make room for the other thing, or can the other thing still come in while I'm knowingly making out with the wrong person? Just, I think your instincts are telling you yeah, right now. You're right. I just answered all my own questions. Yeah, you did. Oh. Which is why we have therapists. Yeah. Or podcasts. Or podcasts to talk about Free all therapy. about it. Um, it's kind of great. Oh, there's this one moment at the beginning of your book, because um, I'm only a couple hours in, it's about nine hours. I love audiobooks. So oh, okay. I, I, only, so I did it myself. That's what I'm saying. So I love to, so I was like, I've been listening to you, you've been speaking to me, um, you know, just. Do you hear me in your dreams? I do. <laughs> I do now. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but there's like this one kind of weird moment. I made it a bit dark in my head when I was listening to it. But it was like, you know, oh, your your mom's career was was doing better than your dad's career, and then, oh, somebody told your dad like, oh, she's gonna steal your th- shine or something like that. You know, at the beginning. This and, is my oh. mother's version of the story. Oh, okay. That but, I told because oh. I'm on her team. Well, for this. Well, and then and then somebody was like telling your dad something like, shouldn't you be concerned by that? And then you're like. So my dad had a better idea. He got her pregnant with me. And, and then I was like, and then her career was over? <laughs> no, like, she actually had a wonderful career after, even oh, after. Okay, because I was so like. She had four kids and she had an amazing um, children's clothing company yeah. for oh, years. It oh, was wow. fabulous. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So what is she up to now? Now she is avidly gardening. She is? And growing the most incredible plants and flowers at her farm in Connecticut. Does she, she is have so a boyfriend? Cool. She, she doesn't right she now. She doesn't right now? We can cut all this out if you don't want to talk about your mom. And She's okay. really, I mean, literally one of the coolest human beings I have ever met. Yeah. And the prettiest. And the prettiest. She's so pretty. Oh my goodness. She's so pretty and she's so like earthy. And no BS. No and she bullshit. takes care of her skin. Oh, really? She's, she taught me how to take care of my skin. Give us some tips. Very exfoliate, 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 moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. She said exfoliate every day, moisturize f- about five times a day. Oh, my God. Jesus. So I carry in my purse Show moisturizer. Us. I mean, we're on an auditory thing, but no, still. No, I mean, like... The, if, so I exfoliate every day. Okay. Wash with like cream cleanser. Do, what do you use? Do masks. Oh, what kind of masks? You just use Cetaf- Cetaphil oh, cleanser. That is so great for you. My dad so told cool. me that. He told me that's a, you know. Then I discovered this. What? You guys can't see this. She's taken out a beautiful container. Pied de pure. Jesus. Pied de pure. Where do we get this? Let me see. It's just this fancy Let me just see. Well, put some on. I'm not putting any on. Look like, you look like a flash glow of oh my like God. hydration. I have, I, I'm not stealing it. I'm taking a photo I'd of it. I'd rather look shiny than matte. 
personally. You, you heard it here first, folks. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm taking a photo of it. Oh, do it. All right. Oh, well, I guess I'm doing a video. All right. Ex- beauty exclusive. Wait, so it's, how do you say this? I always pronounce it incorrectly. Clé de pieux. Clé oh de pieux. God. If you Clé want, de pieux. If you want to stay beautiful for ages... Just exfoliate every single day. And moisturize. And moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. We're getting exclusive left and right here. So how did your dad and your mom, what were their separate reactions to to meeting uh, your husband or when you first started dating? Were they like, oh, well, oh, I think I just unplugged something. Is everything okay? Can you hear you? Yep. Okay, good. There we go. Um, I think I unplugged. Podcast is over. There we go. We're good. You got it? Okay, no, cool. Actually, after Costa Rica. Yeah. We were, Steve and I were supposed to fly back to New York for New Year's, but there was a massive snowstorm and all the flights were grounded. Romantic. Oh my God, oh my God. And then my phlegm in my throat was like, oh, romantic. I was like, well, my whole family is in Mystique. If you want to come hang out, it's like a really fun New Year's. Jesus, can I date you? So we, incredible. <laughs> yes, keep going. So we flew to Mystique. It was my dad, his new wife, her ex-husband, the ex-husband's girlfriend, her child, my mom, her new husband. Richard Branson, Brian Adams. I mean, it was wild. Mick Jagger. Yes, actually. All those people, too. I bet. (laughs) Tom Tom Ford. I mean, it was was a riot. And he walked off the plane. And, you know, I'm like the eldest. There's seven kids in our family now. Was my boyfriend there? Yeah. Okay. He was there. What's his name again? Richard. Richard, my boyfriend, Richard. Richard Hilfiger? Yeah. I love it. Love it. Rolls on the tongue. I text my friend, tell her I'm I'm running late Alexi Hilfiger? Alexi Hilfiger. Very cool. Oh, my God. I will change my name. Okay? You heard it here first, folks. I'm going to change my name. He's got neck tattoos. Uh, I think he's, he said, you know, she says he's tall. I'll just keep doing a narration while uh, you text her. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll be out here in 10 minutes. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's all good. I'm, uh, no, no. We have, we have time. Um, so he, he gets off the plane. Gets off the plane. Your boyfriend at the time. And my dad and his wife are like standing there in their little workout clothes, like so excited to meet this new cool guy. Oh my God. How terrifying. And he had to meet my whole family. And the whole time, that was my mom had brought down a friend of hers that was this gay decorator. Love it. And her husband was sort of hiding out in the house. And the gay decorator friend was her date to this New Year's dinner that we went to with Tom Ford. Oh, my God. And and the gay decorator was like, oh, my God. I mean, you are so handsome. And Tom Ford is so gorgeous. Oh, my God. And the whole time, Steve thought that that was my mom's husband. And he's like, well, maybe they have some sort of, like, European arrangement or something. This guy was wearing, like, a vintage, vintage Lily Pulitzer blazer, which there's nothing wrong with if you're straight either. But it was, like, very, you know... Very loud. Yeah. And, you know, he grew up in Mississippi. He was just kind of like, cool, all right, man. Like, this is kind of kind of cool. Like, these people are crazy. Yeah. Wait, was Mick Jagger there? Not at that dinner. Okay, cool. Got no. it. Got it. It's got to keep our, our facts straight and the story Not the dinner. aligned. All right. Oh, my God. But he just navigated it gracefully. and He like, navigated it so gracefully. They all loved him. Did, loved him. Did you know he was going to be your husband? They got along so well. They did? Yep. Oh, my God. They really did. But he's such a nice... He's like a really good guy. So give me and all the girls listening dating advice. I did my... I'm going to do my gratitude list. I've already done my manifestation list. Um, yeah, who do you see me with? Just... Your brother. Chill side. out. I mean, everyone chill just, out. Needs Impossible. To just chill and I hang can. out and, and, you know, <laughs> not be too needy. Not, you know, you just have fun. Just what do you mean? I'm totally cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Stop making out with the men who are emotionally unavailable as, as uh, you know, a loneliness eliminator. No games. Ego fillers. No games. No games. No games. Okay. No more games. Just, just be you. Yeah. And, um... You know, guys are very straightforward, I find. 
They they mean what they say. They say what they mean. Yeah. They're not overanalyzing text messages. Yeah. Like my girlfriends were like, oh my god, he didn't text me back. Like, it took him like fifteen minutes. Do you think that like, do you think that that means something? Do you think I, he's seeing someone? Da, da da da. Like what about this text message? Do you think that he's saying it in this other way, but really means that? I'm like, no 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 no. You oh don't understand. God. Yeah. He's probably taking a long time in the bathroom. Mm, no, no, that's actually what I always think. When, and went to get a coffee. And guys live in the moment. Yeah. They're not like, oh my God, I got to text this person right back. Like, they're not thinking like that. Yeah. They, 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 it's just, they're more chill. So I'm a little bit like a guy in that way, I got to say. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean. What was your dating life like before Steve? What was my dating life like before Steve? I went out with... Did you have bad relationships? I had or? dates. No, actually, I didn't have bad relationships. I had really nice relationships. Um, some of them were relationships in which the person was taking advantage of me. Oh, God. For sure. Oh, and finally no. woke up and smelled the coffee to those, and I was like, hey, you're, bye-bye. Okay, a little insight into that. So what happened? Or like, what was the kernel? What was the thing where you were like, you woke up or shh, you don't have to get into anything you don't when want to. When the guy was refusing to get a job, oh, God. I was like, all right, <laughs> we're done. I gave, I, when I gave him like... I gave him like a like a like a an, a due date, like an end date. Like, listen, in nine, like if you don't get a job in two months, yeah. by this date, like it's. Uh, and you live together? Yeah. Oh God, that makes me very sick. annoying. Ugh. It was very annoying. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so how did you know that Steve was your guy? Like what? I mean, I guess you told me you felt yeah, this intense it's like connection. A soulmate. It's just like just a felt soulmate. It. It, yeah. We, okay. Here yeah. we go. This is interesting. So when we're in Mystique, it was like the day after New Year's Eve, and we stayed up all night talking, and just talking, 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 talking. We made grilled cheese sandwiches in the middle of the night. It was just a very cool, chill time, and we were... I was very comfortable. I'm a very kind of open, free person. I, don't, I can be naked in front of anyone and not feel yeah. uncomfortable, and he was sort of surprised by that, I think, and he was like... And he was this felt the same way, very comfortable with me and vulnerable in a safe way. And we were like, don't you feel like we've been married for like 50 years? It was wild. That and, you know, multiple orgasms. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you make me cut this out of the podcast, I'll be so disappointed. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Yes. And, and the savior to every relationship is sex. That's true. It's very simple. Communication, compassion. And sex. Like, people stop having sex. They're like, ah, we're fighting all the time. It's like, well, just have sex or it's going to be fine. It's so true. You get on the same page. You feel, like, connected. Connected. You feel forgiving to the other person if they're being an idiot. Yeah. Everything's good, man. I'm so with you. I am so with you. People are such bad communicators, too. Sex, communication, but I do. but But also, like, you know, Steve and I are very considerate of each other's needs. Yeah. You know, like if one person is doing something or out or whatever, and we know I would want to have a text message to say, hey, everything's cool. I'm going to be out a little bit later than I thought or whatever. Or like, I'm, I'm at the store. Do you want anything? Like, just consider it. <gasps> Being considerate. We've I been together for seven years, and we are still ultra, ultra considerate of each other's comfort levels and needs. And I, I think that that's really a lot of to have to... I mean, we respect each other. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. That's so beautiful. It's, it's just like love. It sounds so cheesy. And people are going to be like, you fucking asshole. Like, you're so cheesy with this love stuff. No, you're right. But you know what? Like, if you treat the person like you're, how you would treat your best friend. Yeah. 
then you really don't have anything to worry about. You know what? You remind me because I so often I forget because I'm like, oh, I'm so I'm doing great alone. I'm I'm, you know, I, I'm not lonely. I'm driven, and I, you're never really alone. I have my friends, my family. I you know, wonderful men who come over and we watch mm-hmm. movies together, and like everybody's kind. It's all great. There's nothing right. sinister or bad really going on. But sometimes I, I accidentally subconsciously frame love as like. This thing that's like, oh, it's going to like, I have to make room for this thing and it's going to stifle me. It's going to bog me down. I won't be able to flourish uh, career wise or like really put all my attention on things I want to put all my attention on. And then when I hear you say these things, you remind me because I've been in love. Of course I've been in love, but it's been, for, it's been so long. I forgot how magical and wonderful it is. And it, it, it's like, it's healing. It gives you so much energy. You can, you yes. can make time for everything when it's the, the healthy kind of love you yes. hope for and, and really does exist because it really does exist. It enhances your life. Yeah. And I forget that. And I just think of it as this negative thing that I guess I do that as a coping mechanism to be like, oh, so it's okay that I don't have it. I'm not missing out on anything because it's probably like detrimental anyway. Right, right. But that's just like a lie I'm kind of telling myself because I've forgotten that it's like, oh no, but, but that's okay because I can be like this because then when I find it, I'll it'll be such a happy, it'll be even more surprising right. and refreshing and exciting. So, so I use this analogy with a lot of people and it's this. In life, we're, we're baking a cake, right? That, that's what, what life is, is, is cake. And, you know, at 20 years old, you're kind of putting the, the ingredients are there and you're, you're, you're baking the cake. And sometimes the cake comes out of the oven and you, you frost it too fast and it totally melts and crumbles and you have to start over. And you have to put new ingredients into the mix and bake the cake. Then you need to let it cool and just, you know, let, and you're the cake, the person, you, you need to let it cool down, solidify. Then you find your frosting, which also should be like your career, your passions, your, 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 your interests, your friends. And you have this wonderful frosting that you get to put around the cake that you've made. Sometimes you have to redo a couple times before you figure it out. Yeah. Then the, 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 the little decorations on the cake are the, is the relationship. And then the candles are the children. Oh. So that's what my little analogy is. It's probably going to be overly analyzed by many listeners and I thinking it doesn't it. make any sense. No, it completely but makes sense. How, if you just take it for what it is and think you've got to have your cake baked and cooled before you can add all of these other things onto it. It's so laying the foundation, You're the laying groundwork. Laying the foundation. So if you have your, your solid foundation, then all the decorations can be these wonderful relationships and anything you want to add onto the cake or these outside things. But you need to have your personal insides you know, calm and grounded, honestly, with like, your... Like you, like Yolanda. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. I know I'm, it sounds like I'm being silly, but it's true because I, I feel that. I can feel that in people. Then they're I, only going to add add to the cake. Yeah. These things are only going to add. And you'll make better choices, too. you make better choices. Such better choices. Totally. Yeah. And you don't need candles in every cake. Not everyone needs children or wants children, and that's fine, too. We'll see if I put any candles on my cake. You okay. might. You might not. And that's totally <laughs> cool. <laughs> there are many cakes out there that are delicious and beautiful without candles, and that's great. <laughs> Is that because you can tell I'm aging out of having a candle? No. Okay. Just some people, sure. I, I want to give women. I want to give women permission. like empowerment and permission to not feel pressured into making the choice of becoming a mother because it's not for everyone. And I, and I think I, I really admire women such as Helen Mirren and all these incredible, you know, successful women who fo- chose to focus on their career 
and saying, listen, I don't have room in my life to be a mother or have a child. And I really respect that because you have to really give a lot of yourself to, to be a mother and to yeah. have a child. And, and you're not a failure if you don't. And you're not a failure if Just you don't. Actually, actually, it should be, it should be completely uh, uh, celebrated because you're bringing children, if you're bringing a child into a life in which you don't have room for the child oh, or motherhood, yeah. then that's very selfish. So I, I really I really encourage women to make choices for themselves in that regard. It's such a weird thing, though. Sometimes uh, everybody talks about freezing eggs or freezing an embryo and all this stuff, and it's like... Uh, you could do that and then just that. have it. But uh, I just, I'd rather do that. I'd rather uh, meet somebody that I would have a child with and, and mm-hmm. so I could have a partner. But uh, Oh, God. I mean, I don't know how women do it alone. Yeah. I, and I really give them a lot of credit because I don't know how... Yeah. Steve is such a hands-on dad. He is. Like, to the point where I'm like, all right, you have had said enough. <laughs> You're like, relax. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's so hands-on. Like, I can't even bring her, you know, to, a like, a park without him being like, I want to come to her museum. He's like, I want to come to. I want to come to. Yeah. Or, you know, p- picking at her Halloween costume. It's like, he had to be. He's very sweet. He's very, very, very involved. Did you ever date anyone you weren't quite physically attracted to, but you respected them a lot, or you were just happy they put their attention on you? I so don't that- think that I respected the men that I was with as much as I respect the one that I'm with now. And oh, I think that's, that's the difference. Oh, wow. That's such a great point. Okay. So, cause I used to date men. I wasn't quite attracted to physically, but I was like, they're so neat and I love their brains and they're so smart mm-hmm. and they're funny or, or they chose me. I'm so lucky to even put that, you know, I may not have even liked them, right. but, or been attracted to them. And now I realize oh, there's no time for that. I need to be very physically attracted to the guy. It doesn't mean I can't think he's funny. I want him to be funny and kind and, you know, uh, where we inspire each other and all the things. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm into physical uh, physicality again. I'm back on track. I, it's a primal thing. You, sh- primal you should thing. like how they smell. Yes, pheromones. Yes. Pheromones yeah. is huge. And they, you should love how they kiss. Yeah. Oh, my God. For sure. Oh, boy. I remember I dated one guy. And it was, it was just oh, the worst kiss. The worst kiss. And I, I dated him for three months. Like what kind of kiss? It was like, like he opened his mouth. Closed. And it was like a black hole. And then I'd be like, I'd stick my tongue in like searching for something then I wouldn't find it then I would attract my tongue and then his tongue would come out like a turtle tongue for a moment and then touch my tongue as I was retreating and then I'd be like oh there it is there it was and I'd go back in but then he'd retreat at his, oh it was a nightmare nightmare Sounds like so not synced up you were not synced up with this person no synchronicity in that relationship but anyway listen I gotta figure out how to gracefully navigate this. You know, land this plane. <laughs> land this plane. Land the bird. Um, wrap it all up. Is there anything that we're missing out on? So you're. So where can be, people can find your book wherever books are sold? That's right. Wherever books are Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's called Bite Me. Bite Me. Yep. How oh how Lyme disease <laughs> stole my childhood, made me crazy, and almost killed me. And then our podcast sit in. You can find, obviously, where you find Alexi's podcast on Apple. iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Podcast One. Um, and then what else can we look forward to? I mean, you have a website. What is that? AllieHilfiger? com. I mean, it's it's there. It okay. has the manifestations and focus wheel directions. It does? It does. I love that. Yes. This is great. Burying the lead here. I can't well, believe it. There, but there were, the most, there were the most incredible tools. And I believe in creating a, a wonderful toolbox for your life. Oh, my God. And if you can gather these wonderful tools, whether it be, you know, doctors, people's numbers, you know, songs that are encouraging, books that are helpful, podcasts that you can listen to that are helpful if you're having a tough time. Like We, we all need this, this survival kit, a toolbox. Yeah. And this, these writing exercises on the website and in the back of my book are wonderful things to put in the toolbox. Do you ever go to the website Free and Native? 
Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a similar. They it's talk very about, cool. Yeah, so um, yeah. Do you ever listen to Abraham Hicks? Or, yes, yes, oh, yes. I'm yes. so. In, oh, you like that's, Abraham Hicks? That's where the focus wheels were derived from. Really? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, because that's all I do is listen to Abraham Hicks. Like you my too. mother loves Abraham. Hicks. Really? Oh yeah. Oh my god, I get so shy to bring up Abraham Hicks nope. sometimes because people are like, it's kind of wacky. It's kind of wacky, but it's incredible. Yeah, so. it's very the the the, the 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 message of it is very interesting and cool. Yeah, I think it's life changing. I think you have to also just take things with a grain of salt and think, okay, well, that's a good theory. Yeah, we could roll with that. Yeah, and just, and why not? If if things like why not take morsels that are gonna make you feel good about life and bring happiness? Because we're gonna die, and that's gonna be it. And why not enjoy it? Why not make life more magical? Yeah. while you're living it. Literally, why not? Um. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I really had a great time today. I hope you did. I love listening to your podcast. You do? I feel honored to be a guest. That's all I wanted to hear. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Allie Hilfiger. Thank you, Alexi. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 